Here's the situation. You are able, through some magical ability, to choose one fictional character and make them President of the United States. Which fictional character do you choose? I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. I know, I know, already. I usually need time to think about that first one, but this one, I I know. We'll come back to it at the end. Okay. I, I'm kind of guessing we might have the same answer. <laughs> Uh, but we should say that this uh, this week's theme is a little different from the other ones that we've done. Yeah. This one is called Seamlessly Themeless, mm-hmm. in that it's there is no theme yep. uh, between them. And instead, uh, it's a chance to maybe we've built up a few uh, that didn't fit into the, the themes we used before, or we just wanted a chance to come up with some without uh, restricting ourselves with a theme. And so there we are, Seamlessly Themeless, but just the same as all of the other times we do this. The ones that I've written out, uh, I've never told you before today. Correct. The ones you're going to give, you've never told me before hearing today. hearing them for the first time. That's right. So, Rush, here's the situation. You and all humans can see clearly for about a mile. It looks to your eyes like it's 10 feet away. You can see with that, with that, amount, of, with that amount of clarity. You stand in a road, and ahead of you is one mile of shattered glass. You don't have shoes you for sure would absolutely tear your feet to ribbon. A mile down the road, you see a turtle. And on the turtle's back is a wax-sealed scroll. Cool? Okay. You could swear when you look at the turtle that he is making eye contact with you when you do. All right? Do you wait for the turtle to walk the mile towards you? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah? Oh, I mean, (laughs) he's got a wax. He's looking at me. You First think he all, is. You're pretty sure he's making eye contact. I've already got him. this awesome magical seeing power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Secondly, I'm not going to do the die hard and just shred my feet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And then this turtle to walk a mile, it's going to take a long time. Yep. I mean, hours and hours and hours for certain. Yeah, he's less than one mile an hour. Mm-hmm. We can be, we can, we can feel pretty confident about that. But what is going on with this thing? He's got a wax scroll taped mm-hmm. to his back. And also, by the way, if he if he veers off, I mean, it's not like I'm committed to waiting for him no matter what. Right. Right. If he turns and goes the other way and, and I have these eagle eyes, mm-hmm. so I know if he's getting closer to me. But if after nine hours he just takes a hard right, he yeah, it's just a spend shame. nine hours. Yeah, it's a shame, but I mean come on. I've I've wasted nine hours on on, okay. on less upside than whatever this magic turtle's got on his back. Let me jiggle some details and see if you see if you feel okay. feel the same. If this stays a yes. Uh what if it's uh, instead of like a scroll with a wax seal, what if it's just a regular business envelope? <laughs> the turtles. I mean, the turtle with a just a, a, a regular business envelope, you know, like something you could get junk mail in. It's just a regular business. Envelope. Yeah, I'm probably gonna wait and see. I mean, it's still an odd turtle looking at me dead in the eye, and it's coming in my direction. Uh, you know. Again, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, I'm not waiting for that turtle, but like, who knows what could be in there? Okay. I mean, there, there could be like any number of really remarkable documents mm-hmm. that this turtle is being bequeathed. Okay. It's still a turtle. It's still a, uh, a business envelope. And mm-hmm. now you can clearly read someone else's name on it. Oh, no. It's a turtle. It says like Amy Workman on it. Uh-huh. I hope someone named Amy Workman listens to this. Yeah. We just pulled that out of it. But it's a turtle. Business envelope says Amy Workman on it. Yeah. Well, uh, it, that, I mean, I was about to say there's nothing you're going to do that's going to get me not to wait for this turtle. But you know what? I, I don't think I'm waiting for Amy Workman's uh, basic business envelope. 
I'm just going to be like, now I feel a little less like this turtle was meant for me. Okay. Um, in fact, I used to feel like he was clearly meant for me. Now mm-hmm. I feel like he's meant for Amy Workman. Okay. And if it's some weird thing where like Amy Workman is going to be my wife. Okay. I don't want to know about it. Okay. Or if it's like some weird thing where it's like Amy, like it, it now feels more foreboding mm-hmm. to me than it did before. So I think I'm, I'm turning, you know, hightailing out of there. Not going to wait for this turtle to get across the so, glass. So, uh, just a couple more questions yeah. that may or may not affect your answer at all. Um, how big of a part, and I think there's some aspect to it, because you said you felt like it was meant for you. How much did the potential eye contact make a difference? If it's still a scroll, wax-sealed turtle, he doesn't seem to acknowledge you in the least bit at all. He's just head down, but it looks like he's walking in a straight line in your direction. Yeah. Do you still wait for the turtle if there was no eye contact. Yeah, probably. It was it was a it was an important factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the business envelope, maybe I'm no longer waiting. Um the scroll, I'm intrigued by the scroll. I'm intrigued by the turtle walking in my direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued by the eye contact. So they were all important parts. One other one other thing then. Turtle, scroll, wax seal. You wait for it. It gets all the way to you. You pick up the scroll and when you turn it over, you see that it says Amy Workman on it. Yeah. Do you read it? Yeah, of course. You do? Yeah. I mean, I don't know Amy Workman. I'm not worried about prying into her, you know, privacy. Like, absolutely. I wait. I waited nine hours. Is This turtle would get to me. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm glad it's not a cheetah with the scroll, even mm-hmm. though the cheetah would have got to me in, you know, less than, uh, less than a minute. But uh, yeah, no is thanks. there anything, including like a a warning, a you know, like is there anything that could be written on that scroll, including and up to you will die if you read this, and something obviously already odd has happened. Sure, disregarding the fact that you have no shoes and it's a street full of glass. Yeah, um, is and there I anything? Vision. On there, that, yeah, that says that 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 it could say that after all that time you wouldn't read yeah. it. Okay, comed. Okay. Uh, no, uh, no, I wouldn't read it if it was like Rush Howell. If you open this, you'll die. Okay. Um, I, you know, I I don't think I would read it if it was like fifty percent great fortune, fifty percent death. You know, I, just anything that's a real strong warning. Okay. Uh, you know, again. If if I saw the turtle a hundred miles away, and waited months and months for this turtle to get here, and you know, but yeah, what if it, it just said caution? I'm well, probably gonna open it. You probably would. Yeah, and by probably I mean absolutely. Warning. Yeah, gonna open it. Medium warning. Even more likely, instead <laughs> okay. of just warning. Maybe I shouldn't. Okay. Caution. I think I would. Like caution usually means like hey, handle with care. Yeah. Warning may mean like don't open it. I mean, it'll suck if it's like asbestos, you okay. know, or not asbestos. Uh, what's the uh, or, anthrax? Yeah, anthrax. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, what a. I mean, it's not great way, if it's asbestos no, either. But it's you know, not, but a little bit of asbestos is okay. But I, I think that uh, you know what a terrible like villain. Mm-hmm. It would tie a scroll to a turtle. <laughs> I mean, what an asshole, right? Like, yeah, that howl's gonna wait. It, actually, now I just thought of one more follow-up question okay. to this. You and I, we're fans of the fantasy genre. Sure. We're, 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 so we're already maybe predilected in a way to uh to this to this kind of situation like who knows you know this is this is you know in the realm of something that we are already a little bit tickled by yep assuming that it's not someone 
you know, like in really poor health or someone old who couldn't stand there for, you know, like eight or 10 hours or whatever, what percentage of the population in general, uh, you know, 15 to, to 60 year olds, do you think would say like, yeah, I'd wait for a turtle with a scroll that I thought looked at me? Uh, 35. Okay. I I mean, I think like most people I know would be like this idiotic. Okay. This turtle scroll thing. But like, I, I think, I don't know. Yeah. That's my guess. What would you say? Uh oh, percentage wise? Yeah. Uh, third sounds sounds about right. You're, uh, you're waiting for the turtle, right? Oh yes. Yeah, there's no I mean Oh yes. No doubt about it. Yes. Absolutely. No brainer. I'm gonna wait for that turtle. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go higher than thirty five, but uh I'm gonna say like fifty seven. <laughs> In fact, people who were like were like, I'm not waiting for that turtle would have had a problem already with like, what do you mean I can see for a mile? Why don't I have shoes? Their problems with this situation yeah. would have started a lot. Yeah, yeah. Once you get the, I think the percentage of people who agree to like, okay, I can see for a mile. Sure, I got no shoes. There's glass. Yeah. Are already like, oh, you're going to wait for this turtle. Oh, right. Yeah. You, you give this situation, my dad, you got 11, right. you got 11 before, questions before you get before to the you turtle. Get to, you know, you're, it's just about the eyesight. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, you're already, you're, you're never getting, and then he's like, why would you wait for that turtle? Come on, you got stuff to do. All right, TJ, here's the situation. Love it. Your wizard friend is finally getting into eBay. Hey, congrats. Oh, I thought that was a college. No, nope. never mind. No, oh, eBay. Oh, he's okay. getting into it. Uh, not right. like he's not in, matriculating mm. there. He's just finally picking it I'd, up. I'd, as I'd warn him. I'd warm him, warn him off getting No, really but he into wants to eBay. get on eBay because okay. he needs to make a little bit of money. Okay. And what it is, is he's going to auction off. Uh, some minor items, and then he's going to give the proceeds to charity. Okay. Okay. But but it's it's he's going to auction off some uh some minor items, like some minor magic that he can do. Now this guy's he can do a lot of a lot of wizardry. Okay. But he's like you know what TJ yeah I, like I'm a wizard you know mm-hmm. I don't deal with I never go to the grocery store I'm never at the mall I don't know the price of anything I really don't understand kind of you know, bartering or, or, or buying, you know, I know money can be exchanged for goods and services, but I, I couldn't tell you a good price. And they have this thing called buy it now. And I want to set the buy it now prices oh, okay. for a lot of these um, magical things. And I want to make sure that they get bought. Okay. But I also want to get the most for the charity. Okay. So, you so they're pick- not just price to sell. They're, they're price to sell at a fair, at a, you know, fair value. Yeah. Okay. You want like the, the closest you can get to fair market value. Okay. Or better said, you want the, the price is the extreme. highest that yeah. you think is almost certain that it'll still sell. Okay. Because you're not going to be able to go uh, change these. Great. I love it. I love this question. Okay. So he, he starts with, he's like, I got this belt that will allow you to have the most satisfying ear pop of your life. Ooh, you don't okay. even know that your ears needed to be popped. Mm-hmm. And yet it'll it'll pop and it'll pop so deeply that you realize like, whatever I, whatever I had in there is now all gone. Most satisfying ear pop of your life. Okay. And the customer, and I don't want to get too caught up in it, doesn't know that they need their ear popped, or they're guaranteed an ear pop if they get this, if they buy they're this They're guaranteed bell. one, okay. and it's going to be the best one they've ever had. Okay. But, that, you know, that's all it is. Yeah. Price. See, I think that's pretty damn satisfying, and I think their hearing's going to get a little bit better, like, to a level they don't even know. I'd put... I put that at two hundred and thirty dollars. Two thirty. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think it. that really could that could really make a big difference if you take that and all of a sudden realize like, hey man, I can hear twenty percent better out yeah. of my left ear. That's pretty good. Well, have you ever had one of those moments where your ear unpopped and you sure. were like, I didn't even know it was I had an issue there. It's like you're seeing in color all of a sudden. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's funny because I had that one at two fifty. 
Okay, we really? Are, All we, right. You know, we're in we're in lockstep on that one. Yeah, and I and I two fifty came into my head oddly enough, but I was like mm-hmm. at at two thirty. Then someone thinks like, well, it's not two fifty. Price did the sale. Yeah, I like is, it. I yeah. like it. I'm sitting there. I put my ear pop up there, and the guy comes <laughs> in. And he's like, what? Well, I've got Why would I ever do that? I got this. <laughs> All right, the wizard says great, and then he's he's like, all right, we put that up two thirty. It sells within five minutes. He's mm-hmm. like, eh, it was great, worked out. This is a great question. Next thing he says, uh, one time only, mm-hmm. one time in your life when you need to or when you don't need to, whatever you get one time, you jump twenty feet in the air, mm-hmm. your own locomotion, bang, one jump of twenty feet. Man, um, I I can tell you this, I'm in the four figures on this one. Because I think if this is needed, this is incredibly valuable. If you could make this available to like fire departments and mm-hmm. and uh, you know local local uh, local police and trapeze artists, yeah, like um like uh, terrain, the Walendas, <laughs> who hopefully would never need it. Hopefully, you know? but when you need it, you yeah. damn well need it if you're a Walenda and you fall off that tightrope. Or like hikers, you know, like big oh. like heavy terrain hikers if yeah. they fall down a slam dunk something. contest participants. <laughs> Um, wouldn't you want that one twenty footer to be on camera, like yeah. a million oh, yeah. people watching? I would. Just like, yeah. Oh my Zion, what? <laughs> you fall, fall, fall down this like crazy chasm in a cave where you're like, man, I gotta wait until TV's here for me to really yeah. pop this thing out, even though my both my legs are broken. Yeah, I'm gonna um, use it way before I need it. I'm gonna just dunk. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up there. I'm gonna put it up there at. I'm gonna put it up there at twenty one hundred. Okay. Yeah. I had seven thousand five hundred. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, next one, kind of similar to the first one. All right. That is, you get to take the best shit of your life. Ooh. Most satisfying shit you've ever taken. See, I think you're going to have really motive some, I think you're going to have a small group of incredibly motivated buyers on this one. Yeah. I think for some people, this is one of their favorite uh, a bit things. Of a, kind of a fetish group. Who's, yeah. Uh, they, again, they might outbid each other, but sadly the wizard needs to price it to move or, you know, yeah. unbuy it now. Yeah. Hmm. Most satisfying, and I don't want to undervalue this for a motivated buyer, someone to do this. I'm gonna have it. I'm back down into three figures still. Uh, I'm gonna go 850 bucks. Okay. I had 2,500. I okay. basically said it's ten times more than mm-hmm. the most satisfying ear pop. Yeah, was the most satisfying shit. But Even I actually that ear pop think... like that's an ongoing benefit you have. You know, like that. That that once that ear unpop pops, I imagine it it's going to stay unpop for a while. You yeah. probably avoid you know some situations where you'd get a, a you know obviously like I'm not going to go into a swimming pool the next day. Yep. Um, where the dump is sort of like it happened, but I'm going to have to do this again more than likely in less than 24 hours. I, I think that those are all good points. Yeah. I think what drove me to do it. I mean, number one, if if it were just me, I'd I'd choose the the excavation mm-hmm. rather than the popping uh but <laughs> yeah after i've already said shit seven times <laughs> like let me clean it That's up here the excavation let me clean it up here for you guys um <laughs> after i poop this next time uh, but i thought that there would be uh a bigger market for it okay. i just thought more people would be would care about that and y- you mentioned kind of that all right so the wizard's like this is going great we're selling a lot of stuff Good, it's moving. He knows. Oh yeah, we've already. Oh, yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. And then he says, "Okay, um, what's his charity?" Uh, he's got. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good question. He's like um, the constipated deaf of America. No, well, maybe <laughs> stuck in holes. But those he shouldn't need to donate to that charity <laughs> since he can just help all of those people. Well, he's out. too busy selling the stuff that would help him. 
I think he's like uh, Wizards Without Borders. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but so he he then his next one is for two minutes. Uh, you can converse uh, completely and telepathically uh, with a dog. Any one dog you want. You got two minutes total ability to engage in a conversation well, uh, with them back and forth. Okay, I know this. And maybe I'm just like getting more comfortable with throwing money around here as the as the products come out. But um, I would say we're, we're for sure looking at our high, highest priced item here. Okay. Um, and and perhaps I'm blinded by the affection I have for for my own for my own pup, but I think we are talking a huge ticket item for someone who, after a lot of time, would just love to know what their dog is thinking and says to this. Uh, I'm in the five figures now, and I think I can get twenty five grand for this. Okay, this is our first major okay major div- division. I price this at $5 million. Whoa. Because there are so many nut job, Mm -hmm. super eccentric, super wealthy people who love their dogs more than their children or they don't have children or whatever it is. And they are lunatics Mm -hmm. about their dogs. And I think, I think you got a good enough chance that one of the 20, I forget who this guy is. He's some fashion mogul recently died and like, left a bunch of his money to like either a dog or a cat yep. and would only feed his dog or cat like caviar. Barbara Streisand and, and cloned would her fly dogs. Them, you know, fly them first class mm-hmm. with their own ticket. Yeah. That person to actually get to engage right. with their animal. Now they may have a moment where they're like, I don't want to. Yeah. But I think they're, they're just, it's d- a deep enough connection and they have the money to burn that I would put it at a ridiculous number. And I think I've been pricing these like in ways for the for the sanest person who would who would want them cuz I think there are excavation freaks out there yep, who might, you know, like drop like, "Oh, that's 200 grand, man, for the best one of my life." Yeah. As I've had some tremendous ones. Yeah. If I'm guaranteed right. the single best bathroom experience yeah. of my of my entire 80-year life, then I'm getting 200 grand for yeah. that, you know, like and so, so I think I, I like priced it for, for the, you know, been pricing for the sane, but yeah. I think for any of these, if you found a really like that person, then they would be willing to, to dump. That's Cause fair. Barbara Streisand would probably, you know, like. I'm just saying the dogs, it's yeah. like a different level to me. Yeah, I, I understand I that is fair. We probably could have put all the other ones higher if we wanted, yeah. but I'm like this one, I just feel that we could get something crazy. And, and cause <laughs> like it's, cause it's weird. People probably in some ways love dogs. The people who love dogs might in some ways love them more than people love children. Yes. And sooner or later, your kid's going to talk to you. Yeah. So I see, you know, like that, oh, the the ability to talk to something that no, as near as we can tell, no single one has ever actually spoken ever yeah. in the history of time. Right. And you yeah. get two minutes to get everything you yeah. want. If it was 10 minutes, you yeah. know, maybe even more. I, I like the idea of like somebody showing up to like the excavation freaks gathering <laughs> and like he shows up and he's like, you know, he's got like... He's got like his wet wipes, and then those people are just all digging up like dirt out of the ground. And they're like, "Whoa, what are you? You're in the wrong spot, my friend." <laughs> did you say excavation before? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I did. It's I, all I just bulldozers. It's all steam. I think yeah. I meant to say evacuation. It's all steam, sh- steam shovels, and this said. dude's ready to <laughs> really destroy a porta potty. This oh. guy meant to go to evacuation yeah. freaks, which is a like a, a group for hotel workers to get people out of yeah. uh, buildings really quickly. <laughs> 
All right, so that one was five million uh, or twenty five thousand. And uh, here's another one. Um, he says, uh, "I'm going to imbue uh, whoever this is with this spell that I really like. I use it myself, which is anytime I walk into a room, if I want any song I want, comes on immediately." Hmm. Um, because you can, you know, because you can almost do this. <laughs> yep, <laughs> with your with your phone or whatever, if you had it, you know, like, or a, a, a Bluetooth speaker, because you could almost do this. I'm going to keep this at a pretty reasonable amount. Okay. Like I know it doesn't happen, you know, naturally you'd have to go through your own machinations yep. to get your speaker going, but I'm going to keep this pretty, um, pretty affordable. Um, 2200. You're going to make a lot of people angry. Yeah. You know, cause you're going to be constantly like, your theme music's coming on everywhere yeah. you want to go. I think I think you could get more than that. I, I was going to say like forty thousand dollars. Uh huh. Um, I think you get again. Somebody's a big you know music fan, and it is true that we're not that far away from being able to do it. But think about like you know you don't have to have your headphones and, and everything. Yeah. And, you know it. It's uh, anyway. I might have overpriced that one, or maybe not. I, it's 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 hard to say. So then the wizard says, um, "Okay, last last one." Okay. Is I have got this thing where um, no matter what, uh, when you order at a restaurant, Mm. you will always be served with the dish that you most want, that will most satisfy you. And so you need not even, every time you go to a restaurant, you just say, I'll take what the chef would have, and it always comes out, and it's it happens to be the thing okay. that you, even if you don't know it, the thing you would want the most at that point in time. Um, let me ask uh, one clarifying, sorry, one clarifying question: Is it an item that is on the menu and you just don't have to look it, yes. or it's the of the uh, assembled ingredients that exist nope. in the kitchen? Got to be would. a menu item that okay. they have. Um, man, you got to be pretty damn lazy to get this, to buy this I, one. But see, I have an idiosyncratic thing, which is I get very frustrated because I feel like I misorder a lot of times, especially when I'm trying a new restaurant. Okay. Um, I mean, again, for like the person who would jump, you know, five mil to talk to their dog, this would be, you know, could be a high ticket item. Yeah. I just think it's a, a real like easy fix to read the menu so i'm i'm putting it at a grand that's what i have it too because okay. I, that's what i think what i'm willing to pay but i think i don't think it's as simple as oh you should read the menu because what i'm talking what happens to me a lot is i get the menu right and i'm like well i don't know that thing looks good and that thing looks good i don't remind me what radicchio is i don't want to ask again mm-hmm. you know and so forth and so on and then the orders all come out and i'm like ah i would have preferred that mm-hmm and then I, I have like order envy and I just think, and that wouldn't because this thing guarantees like, Hey, I know that looks better. This, what you got is the thing that you would actually like the most, regardless of how green the grass is on yeah. the other side of the fence. You got the thing that you wanted. Well, I would know I would be confident. Right. That so that's I, why you would, so I don't do even it. have to worry about it. Do but, you think but potentially also I would never have like a, a, a flub and I'd say like, I don't know, at least 25% of the time I try a new restaurant, I'll I'll be like, oh, okay, the short rib. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't the thing to get there. Have you ever had the situation where, like, you, you got your thing, you looked at the other dish and were like, oh, that looks better, tried it, and it wasn't? Yeah, that happened to me on uh, 
Tuesday. So is there any grass is greener thing you think going on with that of like, man, I ordered the wrong thing and maybe and maybe you didn't? Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly sometimes, okay. but, but I'm talking about where I ordered something and I didn't like the dish. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure there was something gotcha. on the menu I would like. Gotcha. And so, and again, I know because I got it from this wizard that, um, guaranteed I've, this I've is ordered the right perfectly thing. Yep. every time. Yeah. I like that. That was, that was a great, that was a, a great question. All right, Rush, here's the situation. I'm going to name a few relationships you could have with people who are a combination of the best and worst of what they can be. I think this will also become clearer as I as I give you the examples. Okay. And um, I'd like to know which of these you think you could tolerate the easiest and which you couldn't tolerate at all. Okay. okay. So these are potential relationships you find yourself in of people that encapsulate both the best and the worst of aspects of this. So your drummer is the absolute best at music and he is the worst at being around him. And hanging out in any in any context. Cool. Got it. You have a wife who is the best at making you feel loved and special. She is the worst at any kind of sense of humor at all. Yikes. There's a chef who is the best at entrees and the worst at any kind of appetizer and or dessert. Damn it. You have a pet who is the best disposition and personality and the worst at proper potty behavior. And you have a podcaster who is the best at information and has the worst voice to listen to. Oh, okay. All right. Drummer, wife, chef, pet, and those being the best and worst aspects of it. Which do you think you could kind of tolerate the most and which would be the most intolerable? Golly. Okay. Are they all reasonably competitive? Nothing, nothing did yeah, I? Yeah, nothing is. I mean, you, you picked a good mix of, of every time I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, great. And then no, no, I can't. I mean, we had a dog. I love that dog, Scout, but it just went, it pooped everywhere. Yeah. And we had to ultimately give it away. Um, It broke its leg. Mm. Or like, we broke its leg, uh, like my cousin and uh, oh, a, mo- no. a mover was moving a ping pong table, and the dog was uh, like running around, running around, uh. and it was it was a very unruly dog. It was an incredible athlete. Mm. Uh, it kept escaping our house, which maybe is the wrong term because it liked us because it would it would come back, you know. But it, it and we were like we we kept like padding underneath the fence, and then we we're like this dog is jumping a four and a half foot fence. Wow! And it was like not not that old of a dog. I mean, it was an incredible athlete, and it, and um. Anyway, uh, it, the ping pong table dropped on it, so it had to wear. The poor thing had to wear like that that uh, leg brace, you know. And we loved dog. I mean, we always had dogs, and like, it, you know, we were just beside ourselves with the sadness of you know this you know, this poor dog got hurt, and and um, and so we we were too nice to it, and we allowed it to kind of get away with going to the bathroom where it shouldn't because in the it house felt bad. And, uh, not uh, in the house, okay. but like right on this patio right oh, outside okay. the house, which is absolutely not where you can go to the bathroom. And and ultimately we couldn't then break that habit. Yeah. So I definitely don't want that dog. Uh golly, the chef is the like. Had you said the chef is great at appetizers and not that great at Andres, mm. I would have that would have been my top pick. Yep. But I think I like. On the I could overall, eat just off the appetizer. Overall, list all I'm the happier time. with yep. appetizers than Andres, and I think most people are too. Yeah. I like to call like uh, we have this dinner every year 
where we have hors d'oeuvres and then um and it's just like a rotating set of appetizers basically and i call it the best part of a wedding uh-huh. you know and so i'm like well, you're never going to get an entree so you just have all of the appetizers Little available scallops, scallops just go coming around, around do your thing yeah but entree i don't like this entree chef mm-hmm. uh boy so i god you know this i mean uh, couldn't the drummers maybe at the bottom of my list because you said he's just a terrible personality, awful to hang around, and with. and I don't need a drummer, mm-hmm. so I think that's got to be at, at the very bottom. But yeah, I mean, if there's a podcaster who's great with a bad voice, uh, that's uh, yeah, none of these are tolerable. I mean, I think <laughs> like the the wife, hmm. I don't think so. I don't think I can do it without a sense of like a really terrible sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Because I think if my wife were to think like I wasn't funny or didn't enjoy my style of humor, mm-hmm. I just would I'd run into roadblocks. So uh, if I had to pick one of these, unfortunately, I'm just going to have this like chef because he can nail okay. amazing That's the most entrees. Tolerable. Gotcha. And even though I don't get my apps, like I can live on places. just entrees. So no. that's going to be the most tolerable. And I think at the end, like. In some ways, it's the wife because that's just a non-starter. Yeah. But but in other ways, it's the drummer because I don't even want the thing okay. that he's that, that, that good at. Because <laughs> like I don't have a band. Yeah. So he's just playing drums <laughs> in my house. I think it's with the assumption with the assumption that you're in a band. Yeah, but I don't have one. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, you're just blowing up the city. All right. Sorry. But okay, I'm in the band and I've got this great. He's okay. Great. All right. Well, maybe that's my number one. Then if I'm in a band and I'm a the guitarist or I'm the lead singer, yep. God forbid. Can you imagine how bad that band is if mm-hmm. I'm singing? But, but if that's the case, I can deal with this like mercurial piece, okay. of, piece of you shit. You got like John drummer. Bonham back there, and yeah, but just that's the fine. van, the back backstage, it's just miserable. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna try to like, I I, I think I can muddle through that better than I'm still gonna maybe have Chef number one because yeah. again, I like these Andres. What was yeah. your top and bottom? Most intolerable would be the wife without a sense of humor. Like I just if. If I felt like I could be fun and funny and laugh with everybody else in the world, basically, yep. except for the person that I'm with all the time. Yeah, it's a non I wouldn't want to go on vacation, you know, like, and then you hang around for like seven days with someone who like just doesn't know, you know, doesn't, won't laugh and can't make me laugh. That that would be the worst. Yep. And I think I would choose the podcaster. I, I believe that I don't find in general people's voices as annoying as other people find voices annoying right because i've i've been i've listened to stuff or you know or, or someone on the news or, or whatever and had someone else be like oh my god i can't stand that voice and it just seems to not have bothered me nice. as much yeah. um and i think almost where like have you ever like read and then there's music in the room and for a while, you're like, oh, I can't read with all this other sound. But then you get into the book and you forgot that there was sound yeah. playing to begin with. That I think sometimes I can focus on the information in such a way that I almost don't even... I, I hear less the voice that's providing it and right. just get so focused on the actual content. So I think that's the one I would the, choose. The only thing I'm going to push back on you on, on that one is this is not a bad voice. This mm-hmm. is the absolute yep. worst voice. It's, yeah, it's, and I just think that's going to be somehow 
like I'm sure there are people that are, would say I don't have a great voice or some people that do like my voice. Yeah. But we're talking about one that's just unequivocally horrific. Yeah. And I think that's going to be too much. It's going to be sandpaper. But of of the other ones, like I wouldn't want to spend a massive amount of time in a band with someone. And I assume like we're not super successful. So we're like driving around a lot. And this guy's just the worst. You know, like it's yep. an awful trade for the hour and a half that he's the best to have the other 90% of the time just be the worst. The the chef, I I think I agree with you that like, I uh, you can start me with apps and then we can move right to dessert. So like, that's the part I want. Yeah. You know, like. I'd like to reverse him, yeah. but I, I can still live with him. And then I couldn't, I couldn't have a pup that like, every time I left the house, I assumed I was coming home no. and there was going to be a shit on the that's couch. That's an absolute, you know? so, absolute like, no-go. So of those, the podcaster is the most tolerable to okay. me. Or the, any kind of information provider with a horrible voice is the most, most appealing. Fair enough. Or at least unappealing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, here is the situation. All TJ. right. You, there, the USA does a all-citizen scavenger hunt. Okay. Planned by some large committee. And all of the citizens of the US are in this scavenger hunt. And it's done on an individual basis. Okay. Okay. The top 50% of finishers will get $1 million each. Wow. The bottom 50% will be put in jail for a year. Oh, nuts. You can opt to participate or not participate in the scavenger hunt. Do you participate? No dice. Let me change the scenario a little bit. Now, instead of you can opt to participate or not participate, everyone else in the country except you has no choice. They have to participate. Oh, okay. Now, but you still have the option. Do you still opt to not do it, or do you... Everyone else is in? Everyone else is in, whether they wanted to be or not. I'm going to be the one... I'm going to be the one spectator for this nationwide scavenger hunt. Okay. Um, So, I assume then... Is that... Well, let me ask. Is there a number above 1 million... Nope. Where the top fifty percent would be paid out, where you would do it? No, and I think I'd no, but I, I think I'd actually do pretty well. I think I'm, I think I'm as, you know, like whatever, smart, active, as good at riddles and figuring out clues as your average person. Mm-hmm. Not not got to be slightly better. Yeah, I just have to be, you know, I have to be one better than the middle. And I think I would do that, but I also don't know how I'd react under the pressure of possibly, and how everyone would react under the pressure of possibly going to jail, that I think everyone's game's going to be a little bit up. Oh, they're going to be psyched up. Yeah, and I think that could you know, affect people's games positively or adversely, and I'm not sure how under that pressure my own game would be would be affected. Um, so there's there's no, I don't think there's a number on the money side that, that could make me do it. There is probably a number on the prison side that could make me do it. Uh, what about the percentage? What if 90% get the money and only 10% go to jail? Are you in at that point? And everyone, including like the incredibly aged. Yeah, and let's call it 18 to 60. 18 to 60. I mean, that's unfair. To There would be a lot of great participants who would be 10 to 18 and a lot of great participants, 61 to 75 or 85 or even 90 or whatever. Man, but we're just going to say 18 to 60. I think I'm still going to, I think I'm still going to sit it. I think I still don't want the possibility just of a year in jail hanging over me. All right. So last wrinkle, instead of individual, it's team based four person teams. You get to pick your three teammates. 
Uh, if your team finishes in the top half, you get the million bucks each, four million for the team. And if not, uh, you're all going to jail. Uh, okay. Would you participate in that situation? Now we're talking about possi- possibly, because I think, I think I have super smart friends. Um, but I probably, uh, I probably would still pass on it, not knowing how many. I, I have super smart friends. I think I have super active friends, not knowing how. I don't know if I have incredibly smart and active friends and not knowing how physical these, yep. the part of these could be of like getting up. Yeah. One of the clues is on top of Mount, Mc, you know, Denali. Um, I don't think, I don't think I would. Can you imagine the line? You get 300 million people <laughs> getting up to the, get to the top of Mount Denali. <laughs> how, how about you? Are you, are you, I'm in, probably just going to do it. I yeah. think I, I, At, I in I, any, I think, from the very base situation, 50, 50, the a base situation was one. I was like, meh. I, I think I would. I, I just think I feel very confident that I would finish in the top fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how they kind of construct it, I, I gotta I gotta assume it's a relatively fairly constructed yeah. scavenger hunt. And assuming that it's not some trick, um, I, I like my chances well enough. And then if I could do a team, absolutely. Um, I think the one thing I would like is I'd like to take maybe the money down a little bit and 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 in exchange for a little higher percentage. Okay, get up to like seventy five percent. But I, I just think if there look, was an exchange of like two hundred grand for every ten percent, do you would you do eight hundred grand for sixty percent? I might would do, do like, six hundred grand. I might do like for, a million six for twenty top. 20%. Oh yeah. yeah oh maybe. really? Something like that. I'm not sure if that math is right, which would belie my ability to do well in this thing but i think i mean the the only thing that even got me concerned a little bit was when everyone could opt in Mm -hmm. i was worried about finishing the top 50 percent if everyone's allowed to opt in or out because you're going to have a a selection bias of people Mm -hmm. that think they're going to be good at it right so in that world i i think i say no um there might be amount of money that i would be willing to do it and then if it's instead um, everyone has to do it, now I'm just in. Okay. I just don't think, I mean, this, you know, whatever. And clearly 90-10, you're in, you're, yeah, you're volunteering how immediately. Gonna, how yeah. am I not going to get that done for a million dollars? I, I just got to be 10% of the country. Yeah, who knows? You could get out there and immediately, like, a bike runs into two of your people. You got, like, a hobbled leg and a broken arm on somebody. And yeah. you need four of you to climb a spider web thing to, you know, like... <laughs> Who knows? We're gonna get it done. We're gonna win that one. Rush, we um we are reachable by email at uh here's the situation podcast at gmail dot com. And um for the last couple of weeks we've been including a um a written submission from uh, a listener and we got a hum dinger here. From uh, Douglas Serene is my is my guess. Saren Serene. Okay. Um I love, I love this one. I awesome. love it. It's, Can't wait. This sounds, if not on par with something we would write, then much better much with better. something sure. that, that, that we probably would write. far better. Um, and thank you, Douglas, for sending this in, and thank you for enjoying the the show. Just out of curiosity, do we ever have to? Like, people are writing these in to be used. We never have to like, like hide someone's name or. Well, we already or, haven't. Okay, so, you know, we'll, we'll find out. So here's the situation. An alien comes into your dreams one night and says it thinks you would be an excellent candidate to be the one person on Earth with mind-reading powers. He explains that mind-reading is the ability to to access any thought in a person's brain, not only the thought they are thinking at this moment, 
Mind reading allows you to access memories, secrets, hopes, fears, ideas, and processes. The alien then presents you with a mind reading menu. You may only select one item from the menu, and once selected, it is your truth and cannot be undone. Here are the four menu items. Great. You can read the mind of everyone that touches you for one minute once. Activation time is of your choosing, but you must endure their thoughts for one minute at some point. Once the minute is up, you'll never be able to read that person's mind again. Menu item two, read the minds of three specific people for your entire life. On and off is of your choosing, but once you chose the peep, once you choose the person, it's locked. You must choose those three people now. Menu item three. Read the mind of one person who has died. You have access to the full mental processes that they experienced during their entire lifetime. Or four, zero minds. But live with the understanding that mind reading is real and someone else on earth will have this power. I love it. Phenomenal question, yeah? That really is just great. Wonderful. Really great. Uh, yeah. You know, we throw in the like kind of you know, morality check mm-hmm. here at the end with mm-hmm. the zero, which I don't want to put the zero first, right? Like I want to, yeah, you know, I, I want to be, I want, I want to take one of these options, you know, yep. just, it's just more fun to me to do that. And so I guess I'm going to want to, you know, I'd probably want some time to think about it, but he may not give me or the Martian or alien may not give me much time. And so I'm probably going to take one of them, not the not not the last one. I I think that I'm going to go maybe in reverse order, or I'm going to eliminate okay, ones, great. and then we'll arrive. So I'm going to eliminate. You're eliminating zero. I'm eliminating zero, yep. even though I think like if it actually happened, I might choose the zero. I just think you might have like almost like a moral, com- you know, compulsion to do that. Yep. Um, and also, you might be terrified. I mean. Um. It, it, yeah, it it could be like it could it could be a monkey's paw situation uh-huh. for sure, <laughs> and so I think I might just be like status quo. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna pick that one for now. Um, I'm not gonna pick one dead person because, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was like, I'm gonna go find find out who killed JFK. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know, so I'm gonna get all the the memories of you know somebody and then i was like well wait a second which whose memories do you want because mm-hmm. jfk doesn't know probably and you know <clears throat> lee harvey oswald but what if it's not him right. then, then i'm no better yeah. off than before except i can clear lee harvey yeah. oswald you just get which, a real insight into a probably a really sad individual yeah it was yeah it's just like <laughs> i gotta go through the entirety and i've already read a lot about the guy from, turns out he was a patsy yeah so and then if it's like i don't know it seems to me like morbid to go dwell on the life of someone I cared about who, who died. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, look, I mean, you could, you could come up with scenarios. You're like this pirate, I'd like to know where the buried treasure is, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there were, are ways I could use the dead person. Yep. Uh, that would be very lucrative. Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that, that comes to mind that maybe I could figure out somebody and I got as much time as I want to, to pick it. But I, I also think that like, again, feels like not quite in the spirit of doing all this to use it to make a bunch of to find a, a big bag of money or gold <laughs> or whatever is out there. <clears throat> so then that brings me to the other two. And I think that uh I mean, you know, it, it, when you're single it would be super 
super helpful to have the one minute thing with everybody because you just know right away mm-hmm. does this person have any interest yeah, sure. in me or do they not? Um, also, it would be it would be really good for just reading social cues and situations. But I think I'm okay at doing that. Yeah, and like. The people that I'm probably most interested, or it would be most valuable to me to be able to read, besides, well, it'd be like judges a lot, and I'm not going to go up and touch the judge, mm-hmm. so that's not going to work. Gotcha. <laughs> and also, I feel like it would be a torrent of information that I don't want. Because think about when you're like going through the subway or or walking right. down a crowded street, you might get bumped four or five people, and now you just got a stream of like everything in their mind. And I think there are multiple movies like. Um, uh, I forget, you know, any of them right now, but where they can start hearing everybody's right. thoughts. Like, I want to say X-Men, like maybe when Professor right. Xavier figures it out, it drives you bananas. So I think there I think there'd be a, po- a possible spiral of disaster. And so all those things lead me to say, I think I'm going to, I want three people. Wow. And then I get to pick those people and it's going to be three people that are, you know, uh, I'm obviously very close to. And I think it's just going to be good. Yeah, but, you know, then you think about it, it just feels creepy. It feels creepy because, like, now I'm thinking about, like, oh, it's going to be my wife, right? That is easily the the one you're settled on is easily Your the last, last yeah. without a doubt. You know, I, and I'm I'm actually, now that I'm, you know, I, had, I, I was eliminating ones, and I hadn't <laughs> actually put it in my it. mind. And then I'm like, no, no, no. So now, oh, my God, TJ, <laughs> I don't I don't want either of the first two. <laughs> Because the first one, like I said, it's just too much bumping into weird uh-huh. weird stuff is going to happen. I'm going to take the one dead guy. Okay. That's me uh, as well. The one dead guy. I was between the one and the zero, and I'm going to take the one dead person. And and I, I can't think of one right now, but it'd be someone around which there might be some sort of mystery of like, what was, you know, like, what was Marie Curie thinking when she was doing this? Or what was Jefferson thinking when he sat down to write, you know, yeah. like... Um, but, so I think it would be it would be someone dead. I I don't want to know the who the, I don't want to know what the people I know are thinking. Right. For for fear of it's, you know, the one minute of like I can't stand him. I've never been able to stand him. And if yeah. it was up to me, I'd never see him again, you right, know, right, like right. Um, and also knowing my head, I wouldn't want total access to stuff because I've thought some horrible things sometimes just for the sake of thinking horrible things. Yeah. And I wouldn't want, you know, I wouldn't want that to be, you know, something I have access to. Yeah. But you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe the right answer is the three, but it's strangers. It's like, I don't know, the prime minister of wherever, or, or, I mean, basically if I'm going to do the one dead person. Why not take three alive people who who basically meet kind of the same criteria? Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm going to shift back to that one. But I okay. but originally I was thinking people I know, and then I got very turned off by that because first of all, that's a horrible dynamic. If I if if I could always read you know your mind, let alone if you could always read Beth's mind or mm-hmm. Beth could always read your mind, don't want terrible that at dynamic, all. awful. So so immediately I was like, well, Rush, you've really stumbled onto a terrible one here. But I think I think I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go back to where I eliminated. I'm gonna pick three people, but I'm just gonna focus on you know three strangers um, that that I will I will take my sweet time to figure out whose mind could I explore that might be make me the most helpful for society. All right, and it it, it could be any number of people, but um, that's what I'm gonna do. I love that question. So thank you to Douglas. That was it was really really well done. Really yes. well done. I love that one as well. Okay, TJ, uh, here's the situation. All right. 
there are 100 small uh, pools, and you can put a little cup into any one of these 100 small pools of liquid. Okay. Um, each of the 100 pools is magical, and you know this. Mm-hmm. And you are given this scoop, and you can drink out of as many or as few of the pools as you want. Okay. 50 of the pools mm. provide you with a beneficial power. Okay. It could be it could be anything, you know, from as simple as um super spelling. Yeah. I mean it could be anything uh but but always good. No okay. monkey's paw type situations here. Okay. okay. So yeah, super spelling. Yeah, you never get your grammar wrong. Tremendous at first aid. Um, you're guaranteed never to be in a car wreck. Okay. Um and you'll learn what they are as you drink each one. Okay. okay. I don't have to wait for that situation to arise in life to nope. you're okay. gonna know what they are. Okay. Now, but there's there's a hundred pools. Yep. Fifty of them have these beneficial good powers. Okay, I'll just drink there. from those. Well, you don't know which ones <sighs> are which, TJ. And there's no there's no map that'll tell you. The other fifty, all they do is there is one that is tied to each of the fifty good ones mm. and they negate it. If you've had but they don't so if you drink the one that's super spelling, for instance, yep. and then you drink the 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 negative super spelling one, it not only cancels out the super spelling it cancels out all of the benefits you get from drinking any positive pool. Okay. Okay. So as long as... It's just an immediate reset of slate. And it's not just a reset. You're never going to be able to get the value out of any of them going forward. So Hmm. so you you would never... So my question is going to be, in this situation with the 50 good pools and then the 50 that are are cancellation ones... Okay. But if there's a good pool that is... Um, all dogs love me. Uh huh. And then there's, and you never drink that one, but you drank the one that negates mm-hmm. on all dogs love me and cancels everything. And you drink that one, it doesn't hurt you. Okay. You have to have had the good Great. one in order for the I bad one. I can't become to- horrible at speller. I don't, all dogs don't all of a sudden want to bite me. Yeah. None okay. of these will ever be negative. It just turns it will it only off. take away, it will okay. turn it all off. How many of the pools do you drink from? Um, well, it depends on if I'm on a hot streak, right? I mean, like, if it's if the first one I drink from is... No, no, no. You have to decide. Okay. Before you drink from the first one, you got to decide how many you're going to drink from total. So then let's say you drink from the first one. And yeah. It just says uh, that's no positive power. Then you drink the second one. It's like you have super spelling. And, you, and, you, and you've already... And you said, I was, I'm going to drink three. And then you drink the next one. And it's like, uh, yep. you, you know, I have... I can fly. Then you got those two abilities. And it's great. And you're done. I think, three's, I think three is the number. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I, if if it, if it's not three, then it's two. Um, two, you got a, a 25% chance that you, de- you don't get any benefit. Yep. And then it's a little less than that because there's a very tiny chance that you'll drink the one positive and the one exact <laughs> one that negates it. So you're like 24 point, or I'm sorry, you're, you know, you're like 25.1% to have gained nothing and about 75% to have gained something good. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to go three. I think, I, I think. If I was to have to call three coin tosses, if I was to have to like call like three fifty fifties, then it's not like I like my chances, but that seems like a sporting but not ridiculous amount. But to, remember, to try. but remember, it's not. So if you drink super spelling, I thought you were saying if I have a if I get a negator, it turns all the pools no, off. It has to negate 
one that you specifically drank before, okay. in which case it turns them all off. So let me just give an example. You drank Super Speller, yep. you drank the ability to fly, yep. and then you drank one that negates that you can never be poisoned. Okay. You're fine. You get to keep Super Speller, you get to keep um, flying. Then let's say instead you drank Super, you, you choose four. You drank Super Speller, you drank flying, you drank you can never be poisoned, and then you drank the one that negates never be poisoned, you lose them all. So you have to actually hit one oh, that, that is, is I that already is, have that you've already gotten the oh. positive one, or if you drink the negative one and then you drink the positive one, no effect. same pro no same problem and you're done. Okay, you're off the top of my head, then like nineteen, nineteen. Okay, so I hope like some listener will do the math on this because there's got to be like an exact answer where you know the math is so forth and so on. But I I, I said eleven. Okay, and I was basically like with eleven, I'm going to average five and a half good powers, and so then. And so that means I'm going to average five and a half bad ones. And the odds that I hit one of the mm -hmm. same bad ones as a good one is about one in 10. And I'm going to leave with like probably five to seven good powers and maybe like a 20% chance that I just never got anything. Right. But I want like multiple powers. Yeah. Because who knows what they are. And maybe some of them I can use and some of them I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I think just 19 popped into my head like, that seems sporty. That seems... Like if I, I'm sure if I sat down and I feel like I'd need to with a piece of paper and a pencil oh, and yeah. draw out a hundred things and just try and like kind yep. of get a sense. But you're not of allowed to because this guy, you right. know, whoever's letting you do this, right? I think I. But if this guy's like, come on, come on, how many, man? How many? Yeah, I mean, nineteen. Give me nineteen. You know, like th that. That I'll end up with oh. something. Can you imagine how nervous you are <laughs> after eighteen and you have like you've got like twelve <laughs> powers you really like. And then, and then you had, you know, five or Pop six the bad things, but they're, they're all bang. fine because you haven't had the counters. And then you're like, oh, no. Because that's the other thing, right, is the better you do, like, if, if you drank 18, oh. if you drank 18 and 18 of them are it good, yeah. now we're, like, now oh, we're just super whammies, zone. yeah. Whereas if, if, you, if you've gone nine and nine, <laughs> there's only, you know, there's only uh, nine bad ones that could turn At out. 18, what do I, I have, I have still 50 chances to... Well, oh my gosh, I would need I'd need pencil and paper. I'm I'm still real analog with this kind of thing. All right, Rich, you ready for my last one? Yes. All right, buddy. Um, here's the situation: you get picked up in a car by your friends and realize you haven't asked where where we're all going. And when you ask, a car horn covers the direct answer, so you only hear the comment right after the answer of where you're going. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to give you some some the comments that you hear. Based on these comments, I'd like you to guess where or what type of place you're going to. Love it. Got okay? it. So they say it. The horn yeah, goes you're like, at the where same time. Yeah, like, where are we time. going? And like, yep. but... I got it. Okay. I like this. So I think what, I think I have... Four of them. Okay. Terrific. So you say, where are we going? Honk. And the answer you hear is, yeah, it's challenging, but it's also really sexy. Ooh. Okay. I think, um, boy, what are we doing there? I think, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're going to like a, one of those, um, uh, places where you go and like they give you Ferraris and then you race against one another. Oh, okay. You know those like what a, it's like it's always some like super American name. You know, it'd be like Ted Baker's Race Camp. You know, John Williams Driving School. And we're heading out there and you got the Ferraris and you're like and I'm I'm probably like where are we going? And that's a long honk, right? And like where are we going? It's like Ted Baker's. Driving camp. Maybe just, that's what he said, and you just heard it as a honk because he said it like in a real like. Ted Baker's driving camp. You just <laughs> heard right. it. I was like, "What was that? A car horn?" Yeah. 
But that seems like something that would be challenging and kind of sexy to be right. flying around these cars. All right. You say, where are we going? Car honk. And what you hear is, Doug went there and puked, but he went right back the next night. Oh, we are going to like, uh, you know, El Burrito Grande or whatever <laughs> okay. it is, where it's like this <laughs> infamous, like wonderful, but huge uh, like late night uh, oh, Mexican joint that's a place that you would say is um, one of the few places you can go while you're drunk and then you go the next day and it's still just as good. Okay. So Doug puked from other, he overate or had too much booze. He didn't puke from the, the, no, the burrito. Puked, he, okay. he, no, he overindulged okay. the burrito and he, and it was, and it, the burrito was so good that he went back the next day. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ask where you're going, car horn. And then what you hear is, Last time I went there, I saw Mario Cuomo, Mario Batali, and two guys dressed like Mario Brothers. Okay. Uh, we're going to... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's a new uh, chain restaurant called Themeland. Okay. They got a different theme every uh, every day. That time it was Mario's. And uh, this time it's... Uh, we're going to Mario's, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's uh, you know, it's it, they do it different every time. <laughs> yeah. So this time it's like you know, it's like it's, a pop up, a pop up theme joint. Yeah. 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 And what they do is they get like the most. Fam- it's like tonight it's Tom Tom. Okay. And we got like Tom Cruise, uh, Tom <laughs> right, Selleck, Tom Tom Club. We got Tom Seaver. <laughs> we got Tom Thumb. Like people dress as that. So that's what's going on tonight. It's the Tom Tom. But you know, it, it's a different name every time and they and they get different people. And I'm gonna go on like Roger Knight like, right. to run into Federer <laughs> and not like get Rogered, whatever that means. Uh and the uh and the last one last one is you say where where are we going? Yep. Parent, there's a little bit of reading involved. All the rest of it is just dodging. Okay. Uh we're going to uh, the entire country has set up a scavenger hunt. Oh, nice. and uh, you got to finish in the top fifty percent if you get, uh, you know, and you get a million dollars. And we've decided we're a team. We're gonna go okay. for it. Okay. All right. Okay. So should we uh, end where we began? Yes. And uh, so this is here's the situation. Uh, you are allowed to pick one person who is going to one fictional character, and that fictional character will become president. And I think we may pick the same one here, but mm-hmm. I just want to, uh, nonetheless, we share an affinity for at least one fictional character. Yep. And so who is your fictional character that you would pick to be president of the United States? The the first thought I had, like, and whenever I hear just about anything positive and fictional character, the first person I think of is Atticus Finch. Okay, agreed. That's my first choice. And and then I would probably take any of the other Finches. I think Scout would be a fine, would be a fine president as well. Jim, I know less about, but uh, Atticus, and if Atticus couldn't fulfill, then I would take Scout. Okay. Now you got to leave to kill a mockingbird. Okay. Because I, I thought you'd probably say Atticus yeah. Finch, which is, is the one that I gave. And this, by the way, came from our friend Ryan Archibald. Uh, suggested this over uh, over dinner a little while ago, and I was like, "That's great! I love that situation. Mm-hmm. Let's use it." So um, we're we're barred from Atticus Finch. Do we have any real problems with Gandalf? No, I'm down with Gandalf. I'm, I think I'm down. I think I'm down with Gandalf. Right? He had to make some deci- He had to make some tough calls. I he think did. he he has that weird thing where he's like. He's allowed to influence, but he's mm-hmm. he's not allowed to completely engage. But then he's also like getting in fights. So yeah. I'm not really sure what exactly that was. President Harrison Ford from Air Force One. He seemed to do a fine job. Can we can we pick a fictional president to be yeah. president? Well, some of the other ones from from the table where we were discussing uh, that I liked. One person gave an interesting one, which is Lisa Simpson. 
Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Very smart. Um, another one gave President David Palmer from Twenty Four. Okay, and I was like, fine. sure, he seemed he, to do he a fine seemed, job. Yeah, he seemed fine. Yeah. Now he, you know, things went bad. I mean, he always needed Jack Bauer mm-hmm. to like bail him out of a lot of stuff, but that seems okay. Um, so yeah, like there, you know, Martin Sheen from the West Wing, uh, so good. He, he came up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Douglas from the American president came up as well. So there was a both lot Sorkin, of people. Both Sorkin presidents. You know, Sorkin knows how to, <laughs> how to write a desirable fic- fictional president. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we both agree. This, and this always feels like, to me like, um, or a question like this makes me feel like I, I've, I've read a lot of books and my inability at this point to like recollect a lot of those characters bothers me because I know we're missing great ones. You know, like oh, there's been sure. so many for like fine, upstanding, smart women and men and, you know, or friggin', you know, like I might be missing a rabbit from Watership Down in this case, you know, right. like yeah. big wig or whatever. He might oh, have been definitely a guy. Not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're missing some. Was there anyone in Animal Farm who would have made a fine? I don't think so. No. Probably all terrible. <laughs> I don't know though. I don't remember it that well. But those, I mean, those pigs were a problem. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had the same thing where it was like I, I just gut reacted to uh, Atticus Finch. My favorite one that anybody else suggested though was Lisa Simpson. I thought that was like a very yeah. um, interesting choice. She's always well reasoned, right? She's well reasoned in her decision in her decision making. Yeah, I mean, she's just totally mm-hmm. reasonable in a world full of totally unreasonable people. So that would be another thing to think of is like, who's constantly the voice of reason right. in, in some show You want show a cool head, something. you know, like, and she's certainly dealt with, you know, uh, chaos in and around in and around the house. But who knows when you grow up, a lot of times you grow up in a chaotic home. Those, you know, those problems don't present themselves until you're, you know, adult and trying to <laughs> trying to do, do something on your own. Um, I wonder... Yeah, I guess we could think forever about other. Yeah, exactly. About other it, good this ones. one's just kind of provocative. Yeah. it's easy to think of a bunch of different things, but uh, I liked it. And so, thank you, Ryan, and thank you. Um, what was the fellow's name that gave that great one that we used earlier? His name was Douglas. Douglas, thank yeah, you, Douglas as well. Douglas, if you're sitting on a, a, a treasure trove of 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 golden nuggets like that, then please feel free to write us again. And anyone else can feel free to write us at here's the situation podcast at gmail. Time for our thank yous. Time for our thank yous. Thanks to Nate DeFort, our producer, Julie Nichols, who does our music, Emily Cardamus, who did our artwork. Thanks to you for listening. If uh, if you got time, go ahead and and rate and review if you if you would. And uh, if you just feel like sitting sitting back and listening, then come on back next week because we should be here on Monday. Uh, and you got two hundred fifty dollars sitting around. Log on to eBay <laughs> and get those ears popped. Talk to you soon. <laughs>